and we are back with another episode of the journey there with your host Carla Chua. And before we get into the episode, please don't forget to uh I can't like and subscribe here, pala. Follow me on Spotify and make sure to rate us five stars if you haven't already. Um, yeah. So whatever. Let's just get into it. I just don't think some people understand how introverted i actually am because of the fact that i'm so talkative like i think some people just think that my talkativeness equates to extroversion or like outgoingness but really guys oh my god i get so drained to talk to people like genuinely it's not my thing like i will do it like i will do it but don't expect me to approach people or don't expect me to start conversations i can continue them but like it's just really hard for me like it takes a lot of effort to do that and like literally a while ago kasi i went out today um with a guy i'm dating also side note for the people who keep wondering like why am i saying the guy i'm dating instead of my boyfriend it's because some of my family members listen to this podcast and if i say boyfriend they're going to tell my parents and they're gonna be like huh she has a boyfriend already la 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 and my parents are gonna be like huh you have a boyfriend already la 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 so it's just very very complicated and it's too tiring for me to handle so i'm just going to say the guy that i'm dating okay anyway so i went out to the guy i'm dating today and then parang wala lang <laughs> like he he left me with certain people at a certain point of the day and I think that, or no, maybe it's just within myself and maybe it's just my social anxiety, like screaming my name. But like, I always feel the need to fill the, the silence. Um, and because of that, I think people think that I'm more outgoing than I actually am, but I really am not. It's just me panicking when there are like awkward lulls, you know. Um, but I realize this as well, that to gain confidence, you just have to assume that they're as shy as you are like even if they're not as shy as you are um just assume that they're shyer or as shy as you so that it's like okay we're on the same playing field here like no one feels more confident than the other or for at least for me because i get overwhelmed when it's like oh my gosh you're more comfortable than i am in this situation that means that i have to pretend to be more confident as well see social anxiety is screaming my name i'm telling you i am the epitome of panic and anxiety and tension okay that's just me in such social situations anyway so that's why i'm very talkative um and i was just so tired today that was the point of it um i just wanted to prove that like i'm just a very tired bean all the time and like it was just so hard for me to start conversations today like this point i was just okay with the awkward silences because i was like you know what I can't bear it. I can't bear to even listen to my social anxiety right now because I'm so tired. Like, this is a moment where it's like, I'm just going to shut it out, not even listen to it, and just let's just sit in silence for a moment because I can't take it. I can't. I'm just going to do it. Um, And, like, literally when I got home, I was, like, dead silent. Like, I was just going around my ha- my room, my house and everything, just silently, just going about everything, you know, like washing my face quietly, like literally no music at all, nothing playing in the background. And normally I have stuff playing in the background, but then like as my day has been so filled with social interaction, I was like, nah, I can't even bear to be around like a YouTuber right now or like a podcast or like even a singer right now i can't do it so i just wanted pure utter silence 
just so that I could recharge my battery enough for this episode because I really did want to talk about it already. Like, you know how your brain is awake, but your mouth is not, or your your body isn't. That's me right now. Um, like I'm invigorated, na man. I'm invigorated by the social interactions. Like because they were so lively, I was lively as well. But like. Uh, my body feels exhausted. Is that just me? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to share that. Anyway, let's get into the episode because there's so much to talk about this week, especially because it's senior year. We're finally talking about it. So um, this series is almost coming to an end. I wanted to extend it actually to beyond um, the senior year, maybe I'll talk about graduation, maybe I'll talk about like transitioning into your, you know, adulthood, adult life or whatever. Obviously, I'm not going to be transitioning to adult life, but a lot of my listeners are. So I'm going to be having some guests in for that. Guys, I'm just saying I'm so excited because finally I finished college. I finished college. And because of that, we deserve a round of applause. We had so many rounds of applause so much so many so much mm? so many round of applauses huh <laughs> so many applauses last week but this is the week that we really do deserve it so we're gonna just keep clapping for ourselves because oh my gosh this last week of finals was not as tiring anymore last week was definitely more tiring for me because i had mo- more of my um things but i had all of my defenses already this week i had orals i had thesis i had defense after defense after defense and like we didn't get to talk as last week um because i recorded my episode right before my oral uh right before orals and thesis so i'm gonna tell you about that now i slayed both of them guys i aced it like as in in the bag in the mother freaking bag and i'm not just saying that because like I felt good about it afterwards. I got my grades back for it already, and it's confirmed I got this, those A's. So I'm just so proud of myself because I worked hard, okay? Like, my orals were for law, and, like, it's family law class. And I don't know. It's my very first actual law class. I know I had many law classes before that, but, like, I think that my law profs in Ateneo kind of babied us. Like, took it easy on us, Perin. Um with the curriculum and all or not even the curriculum the recitation in itself like it's not it's nothing as bad as real law school but then my family law class was really really hard like really scary actually anxiety inducing and i worked my ass off talaga to study for this class luckily i made friends with the prof and he likes me a lot thank god oh I will tell you my story about that law prof eventually. I'm just too tired to think about him right now. Let's just say it. I'm just, I worked my ass off to get the grades that I got for this class. And I got an A++ for this already. And I'm so proud of myself. Like, okay, this guy said then, he's a very old prof and he's very lazy. As in, he's the type to just reuse his slides for um, everything or for years, from years ago. pa. So... I, I, I knew his style of teaching. And so with that, parang throughout the class, I was taking screenshots of all of his examples. And then I knew we were going to have orals eventually. And then, um, lo and behold, we just, in the orals, he just flashed again 
the examples that he had in class. So I was like, what the hell? I already know the answers to these. So I was just like reading off of my notes, literally just reading off of my notes for this class. So essentially, I didn't work that hard anymore for orals because I already had the answers right in front of me. But I was working hard throughout the class itself to deserve that A because I took my mother freaking notes, guys. Anyway, I deserve it. I just wanted to celebrate that. I just wanted to be proud of myself and share that with you. Um, aside from that, thesis was amazing. I'm so grateful for my group mates. Like we are, we've been dreaming about thesis ever since we were freshmen. Um, fresh, yeah, freshmen. Like we met each other. Like we were the first people to meet each other. Pa, kasi, um, what do you call it? When I first got into Ateneo. There was like this big, big GC of SOM majors, School of Management majors. And then we were all talking there. And then we were like, oh, what's your course? What's your course? That was, I said, oh, legal management. And then there are some other girls who said legal management also. And then there was this one girl from those girls who made a group chat with everyone who said legal management. And it just so happened that we were from the same block. And because of that, we became a barcada. After that barcada, we became best friends. And then we became thesis mates after that. So it's been in the making ever since we even, like, even before ORSEM, even before college started, I already had my thesis mates. And I'm just really lucky that my group is... They're very intelligent, very capable people. I'm just very proud of us that we went this far. Um, literally, during the, the thesis defense itself, I was just looking at this. Like, it took me a moment. I detached myself. Is that the word I'm looking for? I, yeah, I detached myself from the situation. And I was just watching myself from a third-person point, third point of view. And I was so touched because I was just looking at my group mates and I was like, oh, we've been through so much and we've expected, we've wanted this ever since freshman, freshman, freshman year. And it was just a touching full circle moment for me. Um, granted, though, like we weren't, we're not complete the same way we were before. Like we had other girls leave us in that barcada and everything, but like the four of us, the core of us. It, it stayed strong, and I'm just so touched and happy about that. Um, yeah, so we got an A for our thesis defense as well. So let's clap for that. Yay! They're so great because, guys, I did not understand much of my thesis at the start. Like, we had basically legal management thesis was originally going to be you make a small business and you sell your product whatever you make that management thesis whatever reports whatever but then they changed it up on in my year panaman like we're the very first year that's doing this like this is the pilot um of this new thesis basically we just have to make a legal research paper and we were like what the hell so they gave us like one sem to do it and it was just so hard because we have never well we did legal research in our first year of college but like it was so long ago that we don't remember anything about it you know so we were very lost and the topics were not very interesting and we ended up with a topic that i did not like so it was notarization in general notarization in the philippines and like as someone who has never gone through contracts like that i was like what the hell is this what the, what what did we get ourselves into it's so boring um eventually like it took me what like two passes of the paper to finally understand what we were doing and i'm grateful that my groupmates were so patient with me throughout it all because by the time we had their defense i was very confident already about 
everything I was able to defend as much as I could with the knowledge that I have because they helped me so much. So thank you to them. Love you guys so much. Shirim, Ari, Bea, and Mo, you're amazing. Um, congrats to you guys as well. So yeah, now that that's out of the way and we caught ourselves up. Um, oh my gosh, one last thing. I just realized this. It's just a random thing, really random, random, random. But like, I just realized boys and girls hang out very differently. And like, ah, no, okay. I can't be like sexist about it. Like, oh, all boys and all girls are like this. But like, <laughs> straight boys act so different. Like, it's my very first time because I'm having a boyfriend, having a guy, dating a guy. It's my first, it's my very first time seriously dating a guy for this long. We're like 11 months in now at this point. And, I just watch him hang out with his friends and it's so funny to me. Like, there are just so many moments when I'm like, oh my God, you're a guy. <laughs> like, it's weird coming from a gay relationship. Like, I dated a girl and before that, I dated boys, but like not that seriously as I am now. And like, this guy, like, there are just so many stereotypical boy things that he does that it's just like, whoa it's so interesting to me to be your partner you know what i mean anyway so um today he he went basketballing playing back he played basketball with his guy friends and i just found it so funny it's just like a group of straight men who don't really know each other that well don't really want to hang out like talk they just want to ball and it's just it's like what <laughs> Like, it's just funny to me because that's the way they hang out talaga. Like, I asked them, like, is this really what you guys do for fun? Like, you you play basketball together? Because the guy that I'm dating, he's a footballer. Like, that's what he does. He, that's his main sport. So, like, the fact that he just plays basketball just to be around boys, it, it's, just, it's just funny for me. Um, I don't know if you guys get that way as well. If you hear the rain, by the way, I'm sorry. But, like, if you guys feel that way as well, if you're dating a boy, like, it's just funny, you know, watching them be boys. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just me. But I always tell the guy that I'm dating. I'm just, like, whenever he does something so stereotypically manly, like, he's, I can't even, I can't even begin to, you know, I can't even begin to list it. But that any of the stereotypical boy things that he does, I'm just like, oh my God, you're such a boy. Like, you're a boy. Like, it shocks me every time. It's like, oh my God, I'm not dating someone who is queer or fluid or anything. Like, you're just a boy. <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to share that. Um, yeah, so let's start the episode. That was such a random note to end the intro on. Um, but we're going to talk about senior year now, and I'm so excited for it. So let's go. Okay, so senior year. I don't even know where to begin with this because like it's been, wow. I think they just have a lot to say about it because obviously I just finished it. And like, I guess for me, and I said this last week that I really have, oh my God, sorry. I caught this on camera, Uh, caught this on mic. I was like looking at a fly and I just closed my hand on it. Like, I just, like, grabbed it like that with my hand. I closed my hand around it. And I was just holding it while speaking to you guys. And I think I suffocated it. I opened it and it died. I'm sorry if that's weird. Okay. 
it just happened. It's so freaking hot in the Philippines right now. So like, oh, anyway, I hate this weather that it's like sticky and humid. Like I'd rather have it be July already where it's kind of cold. And the fact, I mean, like it's it's like a what is it? What what are you? You know, is it summer or is it rainy season? What do you want? Pick one. Pick one. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So this episode is going to be a lot about what I learned through it. Um, because I think that for me, senior year ended last week or like few weeks ago, pa. Like not I, I, like. <laughs> what's happening to me i think that senior year or the mentality of senior year for me ended like maybe last month for me and the transitioning period of my life um is where i'm at now so technically i can still look at senior year a little bit in retrospect but it's still fresh in my mind everything that i went through um the things that i'm going through now are kind of different from the things that i was going through the past year so we're gonna talk about that in the next episode or something like that i'm just really excited to have so much time on my hands now to do the things that i love um and I guess that's just the first thing that I wanted to share with you guys about senior year because obviously coming from the busiest year of my life, which was third year, now I had no time for myself. Now I was in this really draining relationship. I was in very, 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 very active in organizations. I was trying to keep up with my academics. I had internships and everything. So many things were happening to me. And senior year was like radio silenced for me. And that was like a zero to ah, 100 to zero moment. And that was insane. Like, you know how some people, or no, not some people, you know how addicts, when they try to cut off their addiction, it's so extreme. Eh? Like, how are you supposed to do it? Like, I think that when you come off an addiction, you do it gradually or slowly. Because if you go from something so extreme to nothing at all, you crash you crash so bad and that's where the pain is and i think that's where i struggled the most in senior year because it was so hard for me to find peace and silence and happiness in the nothing not that i didn't have nothing i had stuff going on in my life but it was so hard because i kept searching for chaos and that's how my life worked for three years straight not even even in high school i was always so busy that like i just wasn't used to a break i wasn't used to resting so at the start of senior year i remember i was still interning and i was just complaining because i was like "Fuck, is it this hard is senior year really supposed to be this overwhelming that i'm crying all the time that i'm so stressed out because i kept making problems for myself because i didn't have more problems to fix anymore i was looking for problems to stress over because i didn't have jobs anymore you know i didn't have a position anymore and that was one of the biggest issues that i had nah I one of my biggest regrets in college or not even one of quote unquote the biggest regrets that I don't see as a regret, regret now is that I didn't take on a job or didn't take on a role in org one last time because I had time in my hands you know so why didn't I just take it why didn't I just do more jobs why didn't I just do more internships you know but the people around me the people who really love me were like Carlisle stop don't do anything anymore it's time to rest and time to you know grow elsewhere 
because I kept seeing challenge as mo- like I I kept seeing challenge or an avenue to grow as like jobs positions projects those are the only aspects of my life where i will grow when you are uncomfortable right like if you just make your level a little bit harder then you'll grow but i didn't realize that the nothingness that i had to deal with was the hardest level and the most uncomfortable i've ever been in my life as in like i struggled through it but i can tell you now that's where i grew the most um there was a part point in my life where i was hyper fixating over my academics i realized this also that you really can't have it all i think some people it looks like their all of their life is put together because you know, they have orgs they have grades they have relationship they have mental health whatever no one has it all i realized that because um, when I had quote unquote everything last year in junior year, meaning I had relationship, org, acads, what else did I have? Internship. I had everything per se, but I did not have mental health. Now that I changed perspectives, I changed lifestyles where I don't have org anymore. I only have acads, mental health, family, friends, relationship, like. I thrived in all of those because I gave up org. But I don't have everything now. I realized when I got rid of orgs, my my grades flourished. And I'm not saying that orgs are bad. It's just that orgs took away a lot of my time and a lot of my brain power that I could have allocated to more important things in my life. Again, I said this in the overachieving episode, last episode, na. Ateneo makes you feel like you will not have a life or you're not going to live your college life to the fullest if you don't have an organization. Bruh, I lived my life kind of a, like passively for one semester and I have no regrets for it. I'm so happy that I didn't have that anymore so that I had more time for myself to heal, to reorient myself and to get used to not having an organization anymore because i feel like in the real world when you don't have any any of that anymore like you're gonna get so frazzled and culture shock now oh my god i'm all on my own now i'm i i don't have an easy access to friends anymore because you know in organizations it's like you know they're just everywhere around you they have org events they have meetings all of these things like there are so many opportunities to be with people but for me lessening my org work and all already was probably the best thing that i could do because i learned to be more independent and more okay with myself i learned kasi in orgs now oh my gosh more friends more friends i need more friends like that's how i'm going to feed my fire like that's how i'm going to live my life i'm gonna be around others for the rest of my life and I'll be happy like this. When I took myself out of that situation, I had to learn how to befriend myself, to like who I am on my own. Because yun, parang in college, you, uh, or not even college, I think in senior year, you have to start getting used to growing up and you have to start learning to detach yourself to all that you've come to know because 
what you are in college is very different from what you are in the real world. College is a bubble. College is not, it's not the real world eh. And like, oh my gosh, it's just a beautiful world to live in in an organization. It's a club. It's everyone in there is exactly like you or believes in the same things as you or, you know, has the same interests as you because obviously it's a club of people who want to be, who want to do something together. You know what I mean? It's everyone who has the sim- similar hobbies and passions as you. But that's not everyone in the world. That's a very small, small, small portion of them. And for me, taking myself out of that so that they could see everyone else around me was a big slap to the face because I realized, oh my God, not everyone is like a Kaiser. Not everyone's like a Lex person, you know? Like, it, it was a culture shock for me to realize, oh, not everyone is the same. I thought everyone was the same. Um, and I really realized that you need to be more there for yourself than anyone else. Because, right, I said na parang organizations there's just a built-in support system there and that's really good for like you know lower batches younger years in college because it's like i'm in the heat of college like i am the i am in the epicenter of chaos like i am in the eye of the storm no the eye of the storm is like the calmest part of it and everything around it is the most chaotic right it's like that right please correct me if i'm wrong i studied environmental science like in high school pass, so I don't remember. But you're in the chaos. So it's okay to be in organizations at that time because you're going to need that support system. But when you're in senior year, I hope that you learn a little bit to detach from what you have come to grow comfortable with because it's not going to be like that in the real world. For me, senior year was really like practicing, practicing what it's going to be like out there outside of the bubble and trying to solidify the friends that really matter to me a lot of people like i always ask this to seniors like what is one thing that you will learn in senior year and they say like you're gonna find out who your real friends are and it's true because me now that i've detached myself from that group of people you don't get to see them every single day. So you see the people who actually try to reach out to you, who actually try to see you, who care about you, who are interested in your life and who want to keep you around. You know, like when you're not accessible, you're not easily you're not as easily accessible to people anymore, but they still try to reach you. That's when you know that that's a real friend because some people are just your friends out of convenience. And I realized that only in in senior year now oh my gosh we were just friends because we were blockmates we were just friends because we were you know in this uh, org together whatever you know i realized that now ah you have to step back and whoever steps forward when you step back those are the homies those are the real ones and those are the ones that you hold on to but <sighs> Even Okay, let's imagine though that you step back, no one steps forward. You have to be okay with that and you have to be like willing to walk away from that just in case. Because if you step back, they no one steps forward. That means that none of them were real friends. But you are your own friend at this point. You have to be your own friend because you're going to have to keep moving on with life. 
and like in the real world no one's gonna be there for you aside from yourself so like this year was really me trying to teach myself it's okay to be alone lonely doesn't mean alone or like no what doesn't make sense alone doesn't mean lonely independent does not mean lonely i was independent i wasn't lonely you know um i thought for a while kasena being in solitude like not going to org events anymore not going to parties anymore not going to that many inumans anymore i was like shit like no one likes me anymore but it's like what no it's because you're not convenient to them anymore and they don't see you that often anymore so the idea of you is not as easily accessible anymore to them so they forget about you and you have to be okay with that in the times that they forget you you should be enjoying yourself being forgotten you know like it's okay to be forgotten by people because i think that if you for if you're forgotten because you think now oh my gosh i'm missing out on so many things but if you're making your life as enjoyable as it can be on your own you're not missing out on anything because sometimes there are things that you would rather do on your own than with them you know like for me for example there's like a party in org it happened a lot and i felt fomo as hell as hell talaga because like everyone around me was older eh, younger than me i was like oh my god like there's like this generation gap like what the fuck i don't i don't relate to whatever you're saying anymore so they didn't really invite me to the parties and i was like ouch what the hell am i not hip am i not cool anymore and i hated myself so much when i didn't get invited to those parties but what are you gonna do about it when they're not your generation they're not your vibe bro you have to do something that's that that is your vibe that's what you enjoy like for me i would rather put on a face mask and watch a really good fucking movie than go out drink alcohol and get killed by my parents and like wake up in the morning with a damn worst headache of my life like no that's just me though you know everyone has their preferences but what i'm trying to say is just do the things that you would prefer to do with your life you don't have to do it with people and that has to be okay with you the real world in the real world you're gonna get forgotten a lot of the time but that's not because they don't love you that's because they're busy and you're not as accessible in their head anymore if you want to be included in these things make yourself more accessible but why would you if you make yourself more accessible to them because it's gonna take out time in your day kind of take energy from you when you could be using that energy for more productive things like me i'm i'm happier now i really am and it took me so long to realize that because i thought if i'm not being included in things i can't be happy bro make them feel fomo with what you're having fun with you know what i'm saying i befriended myself guys and it's taking me some time perin to actually like myself to make myself my best friend right now we're like uh friends you know what i mean we're not acquaintances like we know each other we're good we're good like when we see each other it's like hey what's up but it's not like a oh my god i'm so excited to be alone with you type vibe like that's not me yet i'm not there in that moment or like i'm not there in that level with myself yet but i'm just trying to get close to myself to enjoy myself in my own presence um but yeah like in that vibe of real friends and all I just, I really took my time 
figuring this out, especially this semester, because we're all separating into our own paths. Like, literally, guys, like, my barcada and my block, all of them are going businesses, and they're all very different industries as well. Ako naman, I'm going to law. I'm the only one going to law, and it made me feel, like, really bad, because I was like, none of them are gonna relate to me anymore. What am I gonna do about it? Like, how am I gonna connect to these people? Because when you have... When it's just accessibility and convenience that make you guys close, it's so hard to sustain that relationship. My friends, though, in the block, we've created a relationship further than that na. So, like, I don't know. I guess for me, I'm gonna be more okay with, uh, like, diverging paths from them. Because I know that no matter what, we're still gonna be friends. I think that you'll realize it in senior year. If you haven't gone through senior year yet, I think you'll realize it in senior year na, oh my God, so many people are not going the same route as I am anymore. What am I going to do about it? You pick and you you select talaga the people that you choose to sustain for the rest of your life. Um, there You know that saying kasi na like, or no, I said this I think how many episodes ago na, the friends you find in college will be your friends for life or something like that. Like your ninongs and ninang, the children, your, huh? The ninongs and ninangs of your children will be the friends you have in college, whatever, something like that, right? You remember what I said, you recall. If you don't recall, listen to those episodes, you fake fan. Just kidding. Oh my God, relax. <laughs> anyway, yeah, like, you, and not everyone from college is going to be your best friend. Eh. Parang you have to really pick the people who you choose to sustain it with. And for me, yeah, I could sustain it with everyone because that's just the type of person I am. But there are some, like, certain relationships that are exhausting to sustain. And those are the ones that aren't really worth it for me to keep anymore, you know what I mean? So, yeah, for me, I'm I'm sure that there are going to be some friends in college that will be the ninongs and ninangs of my children, that will be my friends for life. However, I wouldn't say anymore that, like, or for me, at least, I didn't meet that many people anymore this year. I didn't get to know more people this year anymore. I kind of just, I had the pool of friends that I had. And I started picking who did I want to keep and who will I grow with pa. And h- how can I push this further? You know, I had to think of the sustainability of it all already. Because... I mean, yeah, man. Like you can still make new friends in in senior year and make them your friends for life. Some people are like that, but for me, I had the friends that I liked already. I was, I I was happy with the group already. I just had to make sure that these people they're solidified and they're going to be with me through it all. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Okay, this next topic. Honestly, I wanted to. Oh, I don't know. I wanted to make it its own episode, but I felt like it was very fitting for it to be part of this one because it happened in senior year and it was because of the fact that I'm growing up that made me panic. And I think that senior year in itself is just the whole, oh my God, I'm panicking. Oh my God, I'm going to grow up and I don't want to kind of vibe. And that's what happened in this next topic. However, I am proud of myself now to be able to look back at it and be like, like, I can look back at it objectively now. And I'm just so proud of myself. Because the, I went through this long February. And I'm sure that I still have some things about it that I need to work out. But I've been able to work out so much of it already that I can talk about it objectively. I've been... I was... I am able now to embrace 
new perspectives that allow me to face more ground shaking um thoughts like this because you know how some things like there are thoughts in your head that won't go away and like disturb you for months this was one of those thoughts and it was basically about having a 10-year plan um like sticking to it sticking to a plan and all that because for me i am a very stick to it type of girl like if i say something i'm gonna commit to it i'm like yeah like a very very um macro i mean huh? a very micro level of this would be like or an example a micro example of this would be like when someone says oh we should hang soon i commit to that i mean it when i say we should hang soon like okay give me a date let's do it let's 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 commit to this let's see it through you know like i hate being that type of person who doesn't mean what i say so for me i stick to plans and looking at it in a macro sense in a in the bigger picture of everything i i need to stick to a plan to feel um you know stability in my life and it's really hard because adulthood is basically no stability anymore it's pure chaos or at least young adulthood or like new adulthood where you're still figuring things out and all that um so yeah it was my 10-year plan that i was afraid of and context for why this um why this mm, what's the word i'm looking for why this crisis existential crisis happened was because i was i had a beach trip or a resort trip with my family and i was talking to one of my older cousins and she's like nearing 30 or 30 i honestly don't know how old she is she looks pretty young to me yes if she's listening hi at the tricks you're so young <laughs> anyway yeah she's very youthful um and like wala lang i I wanted to ask for advice from her because you know she's been going through adulthood herself and like I'm not there in that world yet so I wanted as much wisdom from anyone out in the real world um so I asked so we were having a conversation whatever it didn't have anything to do with the 10-year plan and I asked her like oh or no we were talking about like her big dream for herself is to open up like some cafe or bakery or something like that like flower shop or something i think it was some one of those um and then she asked me how about you what's your what's your dream for yourself and i said oh i want to be a lawyer i want to do this and that i want to work here and that blah 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 and she's like yeah that's your professional life but what about your personal life what do you have what do you want for yourself and i didn't know what to say it's like i didn't have a plan for myself she was like in 10 years what what do you plan to do and i was like i have no idea and i panicked honestly i don't remember exactly anymore what i panicked about and guys let's just round of applause because that's fucking mm, that's progress right there that i don't even remember why i was crying so hard about this in the first place like i really spiraled about this for months okay the fact that i'm here now is a big deal because i'm not spiraling about it now that i'm talking about it anyway so i was like oh my god i don't know what i'm doing that's all I. That's the only thought that I remember. That I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what what I imagine for myself outside of becoming a lawyer. What am I gonna do after this? You know, um, and I was like, shit, I don't have a ten year plan, and 
so I was like, shit, like, I'm gonna fail in life because I don't have a plan to stick to. What am I gonna do now? Um, and then I learned from many, many talks and reflections with people that a 10-year plan cannot exist. A 10-year plan for anyone is impossible to achieve because 10 years is such a long time and you're going to change so much. It's not like at 10 years old, I was exactly the same person I am. Like, you know, at 20 years old, I was not exactly the same person I was at 10. You know what I mean? That's a big-ass gap. And you you won't have the same dreams for yourself from 10 years old versus 20 or 22 and 32 one day. Well, how am I supposed to figure out what I want to do in 10 years? I'm going to change so much. So, like, the people that I've asked about this, they said, like, no one sticks to a 10-year plan, not because they can't do it, but because people change and you have to adjust or you have to keep adjusting to the new version of yourself. You're not going to be the same person you are who made that 10-year plan. So don't force yourself to stick to any plan. Or it's okay to have like a shorter term plan, like two years and everything. I think because we're taught to always have the big picture in mind. But like we also have to take into account that there's so many times when you're going to change so many times when the tide shifts and all that like coming from a business student we're always taught to think about sustainability and long-term plans right long-term objectives whatever but those objectives change per like board members like management teams they change their objectives every few years per because trends change people change the market changes all the time and if you don't adjust accordingly to what's going on around you or what's happening in your own business you're not gonna make it out alive you have to keep changing along with the changes to keep yourself up and grab it it felt so good to accept or embrace change Now, oh, I'm not going to be the same person in two years. Me, I don't think, I change, dude, I changed in the span of three months. You saw it that, like, three months ago, I was crying about this, like, panicking, panicking, I don't know what to do. And now I'm three months away from that, I know, that crisis. And I'm much more mature now. Imagine in 10 years, bruh, what are the lessons that I'm going to learn in that time? I don't need the panic right now i'm a senior in college and people keep asking you what do you want to do when you grow up what do you want to do when you grow up because it's right there but you just have to tell them what you're gonna do next not what you're gonna do in the long term because you're gonna figure it out perin yeah you're gonna be an adult you're gonna be independent but you also have to realize you're a kid figuring it out and you have to forgive yourself for not understanding like not fully grasping the real world yet you're gonna figure it out and you're only going to achieve that through baby steps you can't keep thinking big steps big steps big steps one after the other because it's in the little steps like when you make your life more digestible for yourself you do that in little steps oh my god it took me so long to realize that okay like so much crying so much panic so much journaling therapy sessions i needed to realize oh my god i'm gonna change there's no point in having a 10-year plan maybe two years maybe three years 
okay, maybe four years, but bro, I'm not the same person who I I wasn't the same. I'm not the same person I was in freshman year anymore, bro. I'm like, I'm a senior now. And you saw my change. I recorded it. Okay. Like who I was before my priorities shifted in a year. Like, imagine. Oh my God. It made me feel so good about myself. Because I'm more confident now. And it's okay. The chaos is gonna be okay. Um there's this thing that I wrote down. I don't know who said it anymore, unfortunately. But it was that your plan shouldn't make you question yourself. Jeannie, my God. Your plan shouldn't make you question yourself. You should question your plan. If your 10-year plan isn't really fitting who you are anymore, you don't force yourself to change, to keep fitting in that plan because you're not going to grow that way. You change your plan and that's fine. You know, in senior year kasi, or throughout college, there are people who, or at least in my course, people come into legal management wanting to become a lawyer. Throughout college, they realize, oh my God, I don't want to be a lawyer and I don't want to pursue law. And they, some of them spiral. They're like, oh my God, why? Like, oh, like what am I going to do if I don't want to be a lawyer? Like, I had that moment also. But like, if that's not your plan if you if the person you are now isn't fitting the plan that you had for yourself before change your plan it's okay like don't force yourself into that mold anymore if that isn't the mold that fits you if you're so much bigger than that mold now it's okay i think that you're gonna get or for the people who haven't gone through senior year yet, you're going to have an existential crisis because you're going to feel the need to know everything or you have to, you're have you going to feel the need to figure everything out already. But you don't have to. You just need to know your next step. You just need to prepare yourself for change. But you don't have to have a step-by-step plan already. You don't have to have a checklist yet. You just have to prepare your mindset because that's all you can prepare. Because the chaos is going to push you left and right and up and down and like yeah i'm not there yet but like my plan my only goal the only goal that i set for myself in senior year was to become a version of myself that will be mentally and emotionally prepared to face the real world and yeah i'm not ready for law school in the sense that i'm not academically there like i don't think that i'm smart enough to get into law school however or like you know get through one semester of law school right now i don't think like my brain is there however my attitude is there already i'm ready to be pushed left and right up and down i'm ready to be you know i'm ready to change i'm i'm gonna i'm willing to embrace it already I think the hardest part about senior year would, okay, for one, be learning to like yourself, to be independent, to finding your real friends, yeah. But three, it's opening your mind. I hope that senior year isn't just going to be this time where you're just going to live it up one last time. Like, okay, yeah, you can do that. Like, enjoy your lasts while you can. But also in the times that you're not living it up, Please make some time to open yourself up, like open your mind and reflect and be ready for the real world. Because if you just face it during graduation, you're going to crumble and you're going to have a hard time when you get into the real world. Like, Please allow yourself to be challenged in that way, to be mentally and emotionally challenged, 
to for things not to go your way, for things not to be according to plan, for yourself to not be according to plan anymore, and allowing yourself to change that plan. I think that was the biggest lesson that I learned in senior year. That's why I said last episode during junior year to keep your options open, to explore as much as you can. Because in senior year, you're going to figure out, you're going to sort through those things. Na. The way that I see it is that freshman year, sophomore year, those are the times when you can have fun, do whatever you want. And that's how I kind of lived my life. If you noticed my pattern, it was like, ah, chaos, chaos, boys, and partying, and drama, drama, drama. But then, like, junior year was my year where it was like, okay, settle down, let's work. And senior year is like, okay, let's sort through this. Like for me, I think junior year was um, my data collecting era. And then senior year was like my data analyzation time. And now that I'm done with college, it's more of my, okay, (laughs) let's implement this. Let's figure it out. I know that it's so corny to live life like an experiment, but it's kind of, it's kind of like that, you know, you kind of keep making guesses at life. You keep trying it out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Note that. Let's put that in the conclusion and put it in recommendations that don't do that again. Or like for the other people who are looking at you you um, for inspiration, put it in the quote-unquote recommendations to do it like this next time maybe or do whatever. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm so my paper about this right now it's because i went through so many fucking papers in the senior in in the senior year in my senior year oh my god that's the only way i can think about it right now i'm so sorry but i hope i made that digestible for you guys keep making your guesses keep trying keep hypothesizing about your life and be open enough to explore them and if it doesn't work out that's okay it's noted you learn from it that's it life is an experiment and it's okay if it doesn't work out. I think that whatever is going to come next for me, obviously, I don't know what it's going to be. But I'm confident that, okay, I'm going to struggle. <laughs> I'm confident that I'm going to struggle. I'm confident that I'm going to have a hard time. But I'm also confident that I'll make it out alive. I'm confident that this is not going to be the end of my road. And it's going to be okay. For whatever you have next in senior year, please... All I'm trying to ask you is don't busy yourself too much with external problems. Look within yourself already because, again, you're the only person who's going to be there for you throughout it all. You can, like, listen, I have a partner. I have a relationship. I have a guy. But even so, I know he's going to go through his own struggles growing up. So that means that I have to deal with my own shit. And figure out my own shit for myself. Your partner is, isn't going to fix those things for you. It's still going to be you. So whoever you have in your life, yeah, they're your support system. But that's all that they are. They're not Bob the Builder. They're not going to fix it for you. It's you. It's going to be you. So prepare yourself. Equip yourself. Don't busy yourself too much. And make some time for yourself. Oh, That's all I have to say, honestly. I am very scared for the next few years 
obviously, I talk about it so often. Maybe not here, but like in my reflection papers in class, I'm always like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm scared. Like, I know I'm going to be tortured in law school, but I'm willing to do it. I'm excited to do it. I am excited to do it because I can't see myself anywhere else but law. Like, it's what I'm good at. It's what I like to do. It's what it's the best place for me, I believe, to serve. So I'm going to continue and I'm going to keep trying. Oh my God, why do I have a... <laughs> and with that, ladies and gents, I believe that it's time for me to go to sleep. Um, my phone, my alarm is ringing. That means that I have to take my meds already. Whatever time you're listening to this, good afternoon, good evening, good morning. I forgot good morning. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to close this by saying that I'm very grateful for my Ateneo experience. I believe that it was one of the hardest years of my life because of how much I was forced to change so much, how I was forced to mature and open my mind to so many things like change, heartbreak, rejection, um, success, even triumphs, rejoicing, all of these things. I had to deal with the best and the worst, and I'm grateful that I had that. Whatever comes next in my life, I'm not, I can't say that I'm fully equipped for it, but I'm willing to learn. And I think that's the best mindset to have now at this point. So yeah, um, that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening. Um, do I have anything else to say? Don't forget to like. Uh, you can't like here. What's it called? Oh, I'm becoming a YouTuber. Don't forget to follow the podcast and rate it five stars if you haven't already i will see you guys next week last 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 i just wanted to say i'm going to keep my schedule of sunday and i'm going to do my best to keep it like this i realized that what's making it so hard for me to keep up the journey there isn't isn't it wasn't because the podcast itself is exhausting me i like podcasting i like talking you guys know that what exhausts me is like the social media of it all, like playing the game of it all. Like, I don't need to do that. Like, I don't want to do that. And that's not why I'm doing this in the first place. It's not for fame. It's not for any of that. It's for sharing my thoughts and for creating this space that, you know, surprisingly, a lot of you really love. And I'm really glad. So, whatever, you know. Anyway, it's time to go to sleep. Um, For me, <laughs> I don't know what time you guys are listening to this, but I love you very much. Um, if you have anything you want to say to me, you can always reach out to me. There are so many people already. I'm so killing by this. There are strangers messaging me like, hey, I really love your podcast and I'm really so inspired by it, blah, blah, blah. Like, what? Who are you, girl? I love you. You're so cute. Um, shout out to you. I don't remember your names. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with names. But thank you for reaching out to me as well. I love you all very much. And I'm going to talk to you next week. Um, we don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to put this, um, what do you call it, series to hold for now until graduation early. Um, we're just going to be going through the motions of transitioning out of college. That's, an ex that's, I think, a whole journey in itself because that's where the existential crisis comes in. I know I had an existential crisis like through senior year, but it's another version of it for adulthood and it's crazy i'm not even there yet guys i don't even have a job yet you know what i mean 
Oh, but we'll get there eventually. Anyway, I love you all very, very much. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you guys next week. And bye!